Hey guys, what's up? Justin, I'm here and welcome to the first episode of the Tech Lab podcast. And today, as you can see in the title, we're going to talk about Apple's new M1 Pro and M1 Max processors, as well as the 16-inch and 14-inch MacBook Pros. And their new CPUs actually promise to have similar performance to the mobile RTX 3080L versions. Now, Apple's new M1 is the first generation of the CPU and it outperformed laptops that had the 11th gen and even in the 10th gen of the Core i7 and Core i9 processors. And Apple says that in the new M1 Pro and M1 Max chips, they will outperform the M1 in terms of graphical performance and CPU performance. And actually, the neural engine is going to stay the same at 16 cores. So... Considering how fast the M1 already is, this is going to be like a big improvement because it's just the first version that they released of the M1 and it already threw on the market. They, everyone liked it, everyone wanted to buy it. And me personally, as I'm filming this video right now, I have the M1 MacBook Air with 16GB of RAM and 2TB of storage. And I have the 8-core CPU and the 8-core GPU. And it doesn't have any fans or anything, and I am able to edit 4K HDR content as well as 8K from time to time, but I didn't get to film or post anything yet. And I just took some sample footage from the internet and put it on this, and it literally reached around 60 degrees at maximum, but considering this thing doesn't have any fans, it's really amazing. And you can get the M1 Pro chip in both the 14-inch and the 16-inch MacBook Pros, the ones that are redesigned because I don't have any redesigned MacBook at the moment, but I might buy one in the future if I need it. Because this thing at the moment is really powerful for me, the M1 MacBook Air, and I think it's a perfect laptop for everyone that doesn't have to do like a lot of professional stuff and a lot of video editing, for example. But for me, and some other content creators that I saw on YouTube too. This is really good for you, for anyone mostly. So the base model M1 Pro chip, you can get an 8-core CPU like the original M1 and like the one they have here, and a 14-core GPU, which has six more GPU cores than the original M1, and 16-core neural engine, which is basically the same thing as we have in the normal M1. Now, on the higher-end version of the M1 Pro chip, you can get a 10-core CPU, comparing to the base model CPU with 16-core GPU, and 200 gigabytes of memory bandwidth, and this is gonna be on both models of the laptops and both of them are like the original m1 capable of editing 4k in prores and 8k with ease and they run quite smoothly because i took some sample footage as i already mentioned from the internet and put it on mine and tried to edit it and it works smoothly you can do playback smoothly and even on the 2019 mac pro maxed out you can't even do that without having like slowdowns or anything and they are configurable to the m1 max cpu with 10 core cpu and 32-core GPU, which comes with an extreme amount of power comparing to the M1 chip and even other Intel chips comparing to the fact that this is Apple's second generation of their lineup. I know Intel released their 12th generation Alder Lake, but that's like the 12th generation and they kind of struggled to outperform the M1 and the M1 Pro, the M1 Max with their 11th gen. And considering that Intel made 12 different generations and the M1 is just on the second generation of the chips, this is mind-blowing of the amount of performance and how Apple caught up. They like left Intel and just wanted to go to their own chip. And I think this was the best choice that they ever made. And now normally, in the GFX bench of the M1 Max and the mobile NVIDIA RTX 3080L, 
that was found in a MSI laptop with a Core i9 11th generation, I think. And the M1 scored 309.3 FPS or frames per second. And the RTX 3080 L scored 315 frames per second. And these are extremely close to one another. You won't find any difference in real life. But after seeing this in the Mac, it's kind of mind blowing because the Macs are not made for gaming normally. They are made for like professionals and more like office work, video editing, professional editing. Most cinematographers will use that. So yeah, they're not made for games and it's kind of surprising that they can reach this frame rates just so easily. Now, since we talked about the memory on the CPU, reaching 200 gigabytes per second of bandwidth. The M1 Pro and the M1 Max are both configurable to 64 gigabytes of unified memory. And now if you're asking what unified memory is, well, unified memory is the RAM inside the motherboard, but it is shared, unlike a computer, a normal computer, it is shared between the CPU and the GPU to offer like really high performance comparing to a normal PC like I have right there sitting. And it will offer better performance and seeing what the M1 MacBook Air can do with 16GB of RAM and 4K ProRes editing is mind-blowing. And I can already imagine it on the 64GB of unified memory how fast and smooth it can run. But now thinking about the 64GB of memory, I don't think as a person you will need that much because the 16-inch and the 14-inch already count base model with 16, I think, and that's just enough for every user. Battery-wise, the new MacBook Pros can go to up to 17 hours of Apple TV playback, and that's normally in the Apple TV app, and up to 11 hours of wireless web browsing, and that's more than enough for a full day, because my MacBook Air, for example, it lasts me two days without needing a charge, and I'm using it 24-7, literally as my main computer, because this is four times faster and more powerful than my desktop PC, which I normally use for gaming and like web browsing, programming. But this is already taking that place of my hero in the house. <laughs> and they also come with faster charging, a 67 watts of standard power that comes with, with the new MagSafe connector. The MagSafe connector that Apple chose to bring back from the past and I think it's the best move that they did because normally the MagSafe, the best advantage is that it can plug in more power, it can put more power into your machine. But also when you, for example, I don't know, maybe when you trip on some of your cables, normally with the USB-C Macs like I have here, you would trip on them and that would take the whole laptop with you and you might risk breaking the laptop. But that since it was being magnetic, it would, ju it would just detach and that's one of the best reasons and best things that they did it. And the new MacBooks are also equipped with a Super Retina XDR display and that's the display that you mostly find on Apple's Pro Display XDR and that's like the £5,000 or $5,000 monitor and that also comes with the additional $1,000 stand. And you can find the same Super Retina XDR display in the iPhone 12 and 13 lineup, that being the 12 mini, 12, 12 Pro and 12 Pro Max, as well as the 13 mini, 13, 13 Pro and 13 Pro Max. And on the iPhone 12, 13 lineup, they look amazing. They are really crisp and it's really color accurate and which in my opinion will help a lot of content creators and photographers into color grading and have a bigger display on the new MacBooks, especially on the 16 inch MacBook. You would literally have like a better playback quality and the image is gonna be super crisp on watching 4K content 
or if I'm not wrong, you could even want some 8K content, but since the screen is not 8K, you, it won't be worth it. And now talking about storage, the storage on the M1 Pro and the M1 Max 14 inch models, they come both with 512 gigabytes of SSD storage, which is seven times faster read and write speeds comparing to the original M1, which is a first generation that came out last year and I have right here. And for me, it's really fast, so I can already imagine how fast the other ones are. And it can be bumped up to eight terabytes of storage. And that's quite bigger than mine because mine has two terabytes of storage, which is more than enough for video editing. But if I video edit in ProRes, for example, it would take a lot of space. So an external hard drive would still be needed or cloud backing up in iCloud drive because that's mostly what I do. So I can access the files all over my computer. So like my Mac mini, my iPad there, my iPhone, so I can edit on the go. And yeah, the new M1 redesigned MacBooks also come with the new ports because normally, as you remember, if you are a long Mac fan, they took out the ports and replaced them with USB Type-C or Thunderbolt, but you needed... Um... Stop. And the new redesigned MacBooks also bring back the ports. And that's like a something that's just amazing for me and other people because normally as Apple renounced to like have the ports a couple of years back they put the Thunderbolt 3 ports and the USB 3 ports USB 4 ports 2 on the new M1 MacBooks which I also have one here and yeah you also had to like have a dongle with you which to be honest I have the dongle right now connected to my microphone so I can connect it to the camera because I have a USB microphone that's not pairable with the camera with my Canon R5 and the slots and the ports that come back with the redesigned MacBook Pros, they now include an SD card slot, a HDMI port, a headphone jack, which we already had the headphone jack, but we didn't never had the SD card slot and the HDMI port, which will mean we don't have to bring a USB dongle with us, and a MagSafe connector, which is for faster charging. They also have Thunderbolt 3 and Thunderbolt 4 connections over USB-C or Thunderbolt 4, as Apple likes to call it, and they have support for charging, so you can still use your old MacBook charger if you didn't have, for example, the MagSafe with you. You can also connect external displays, like the Pro Display XDR, which is supported with the M1. You can connect up to two of them, if I'm not wrong, and they are also in 6K resolution, which is extremely extremely sharp and as I saw on the Apple Store last time I went the quality is amazing on them and also the Thunderbolt 4 and USB 4 ports that are located on the MacBooks also have speeds up to 40 gigabytes per second depending on the speed of the connected drive and that's mostly for data transfers and for me video editing is going to be the main reason why I will have all my videos stored on an external hard drive. Overall these MacBooks promise an immense amount of power and I can't wait to get my hands on one of them in the future because I will honestly think if I'm going to bump up my subscribers and everything I want to level up my content and have like a powerful editing machine. And I want to know your opinion on the new M1 MacBooks and CPUs because, yeah, it's always nice to communicate with your subscribers, with your followers and everything, but I want you to comment on my YouTube channel, Justin Nam, on the video podcast because I'm going to post the same video as you see now. It's going to be posted on my podcast, also in the audio in Apple Store, Spotify, and probably YouTube if I'm not wrong. But please leave a review and download my podcast if you liked it or if you would like to listen to it again. And also, if you would like, please subscribe to my channel and like my videos because it will really help me to make a community and increase my subscribers and become more popular mostly in general. Thank you for being here with me and I appreciate it a lot since this is my first episode on the podcast on my show. And I will see you in the next episode where we might post an interview with someone from Apple. I don't know, I might get to interview one of them soon, 
but that might happen probably next month in December. So yeah, stay tuned up to the next episode and I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye.